0: So good to be with y'all this morning. Pastor Randy a- asked me about coming and uh, I was sure willing to do that. You know, I don't, I don't, I like being at home, but this is home, this is second home. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity when Stacy said that had any of y'all not heard me and a couple said you hadn't, and I started to say, and yet y'all came back and you've heard me before, but then I thought, well, you didn't know I was going to be here, so... Surprise, surprise. Well, as you can see, I'm certainly not Randy. And uh, man, we appreciate the heirs, appreciate this church. We've been friends, I don't even know how long, thirty, near 30 years, I imagine. And it's always an honor to preach the Word of God, wherever it may be. Praise the Lord. So y'all follow with me today. If you would, you can go to Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, and I'll catch up with you in a minute. And then we're also going to go to uh, James 2. In Romans chapter 4, and uh, that way you'll kind of know the direction we're, we're going. I want to talk to you today on the subject of faith. I know y'all never hear much about that around here, right? <laughs> I love teaching on faith. I guess if there's any other subject that I like to teach on anymore, be on, or as much, would be on the, the Holy Spirit. But I love to teach on faith because the Bible tells me that without faith, you can't please God. Isn't that right? And he that comes to God, you know, says he must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of a diligent seeker. So we know faith is pleasing uh, to the Lord. We also know that we are to uh, live by faith. That, you know, we're, we're, that's the way we're supposed to live. It's supposed to be our lifestyle. Uh, the Bible says we're to walk by faith and not by sight. But so much of the time, even though we know that's how we ought to walk, sight certainly can move us if we let it. Have you all noticed that? Feelings can, can sure move us if we allow it to. What we're hearing can certainly uh, uh, have a place in our life if we heed the things that we're hearing. So we're to walk by faith. And I, I know this too, that our outcome will always be victorious because He always leads us in triumph in Christ. Amen? And He says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the title to my message today is, Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Now, some people, when I said I'm going to talk on the subject of faith, they're just like, well, I've heard that before. Well, you know, something's happened, I believe, uh, when it comes to this thing about faith and walking by faith. Because so much of the time we can hear about it, but if all we do is hear about it and we don't apply what we've heard, having heard about it, it's not going to do you any good. Now, we know faith comes how? By hearing. And hearing by what? The Word of God. So when you hear the Word of God, it allows faith to rise up in you. But still, as James puts it, you still have to be a doer of the Word and not just a, just, just a hearer only. Amen? Now, faith is supposed to manifest substance. That's what it's supposed to do. Uh, he tells us in, in Hebrews 1, he says, Now faith is. Now, that's when faith is. Faith is always when? Now. Everybody shout now. Now. So now. So faith works right now. Faith don't work next Wednesday. It works today. Amen? Your faith today can change some situations in your life by next Wednesday. But your faith needs to be working right now. It says, now faith is. And what faith is, is the substance of things hoped for, Faith ought to be producing evidence in your life because it's the evidence, it's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. And so faith can be seen, faith should be seen and heard without you seeing or hearing anything else than the Word of God. If all you've got is the Word of God, then that's what should be seen when people are around you is the Word of God. They ought to be hearing the Word of God coming out of your mouth. Now, I don't mean you have to go around trying to be super spiritual or anything like that, but you need to watch what comes out of your mouth. Because by your words, we are justified, and by our words, we are condemned. There is death, and there is life in the power of that tongue. And they that love it will eat its fruit. In other words, the old saying is, you know, you're going to... You, you're going to eat what you say. There's a lot of truth to that because God says you're, that, that the words coming out of your mouth will produce fruit in your life and you're going to have to deal with that fruit. So if I'm going to be eating what I say, I want to make sure that what I say is something I want to eat. Amen. And so faith is declaring what the Word of God says right in the middle of any kind of a situation. Faith has nothing to do with what you see. It has nothing to do with what you've been hearing. Faith doesn't have anything to do with how you feel today. Faith has everything to do with what you believe. It's got everything to do with what you believe in the Word of God. In every situation, what you need is the Word of God on that subject, regardless of what it may be. In every situation, you need the Word. Now, as we said, faith comes by hearing. But that doesn't mean that it only comes by being in church and hearing a preacher talk about the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing it, and you can hear it best sometime out of your own mouth. You know, that's why when you've got Scripture that you're standing on, you ought to declare what the Word of God says out of your mouth. I say this all the time, but never face your giants with your mouth closed. You always have the Word of God coming out of your mouth. And, and and if you're driving down the road in your car, in your truck, speaking and declaring what the Word of God says, you're hearing it, right? Coming out your mouth, into your ears, and back down into your heart, filling you up with the Word of God, and now the abundance of your heart, then your mouth is speaking, so it's a cycle. It's tongue getting hooked up with heart. Amen? Mouth hooked up with heart and filling that heart with the Word of God and that mouth declaring what the Word of God says. I'm telling you right now, faith will work, but you still got to work it. you still got to work it. Thank God for a church like this, that you can come and hear the Word of God. Thank God for our pastors that will preach you the Word of God and preach the truths of God's Word. But I'm telling you right now, you still... You still have to leave here declaring, I'm going to be a doer of this word, not just a hearer. In James 2, we're not going to take the time to look at all that. But James basically says, show me your faith. Show me your faith. So faith ought to be seen, shouldn't it? Show me your faith. He said, don't you want to know this, oh foolish man, that faith without works is what? It's dead. A lot of people are declaring they got faith, it just ain't producing nothing. Well, if it's not producing nothing, it could be because it's dead faith. And if all we have is the saying that we have faith, but we're not doing anything with that faith, that's why it can't be productive in your life. It's just dead faith. Because faith without works is what? Dead. dead. See, Abraham was a guy that was working his faith. His faith had action. He did something with it, didn't he? But see, you got to put it to work because... Like I said, it don't, it won't produce any substance if you're not declaring it, if you're not working it. You got to get to a place that you're convinced that if God said it, He can do it. If He spoke it, He can bring it to pass. He can perform it. And a key word might be fully persuaded. You got to get totally convinced that God's word has the ability to change my life. My life can be changed With the Word of God. Your situation can be changed with the Word of God. Do y'all believe that today? But it's not just because the Word's in the book. It's because the Word gets out of the book in your heart. And it gets out of your heart, out of your mouth. And you're declaring a thing. And you're decreeing a thing. Because see, God said He'd watch over His Word to what? To perform it. So if He's going to perform something, He's waiting on His Word to come out of your mouth. It's His Word that He performs, but He doesn't just perform it because it's in the book. He performs it when it comes out of your mouth. You believe the Word, you declare the Word, and He performs the Word. Aren't you glad He watches over His Word? But you got to get fully persuaded that what God had promised, He is also able to perform. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. Now have you noticed, sometimes you've got to resist some things. Sometimes you've got to resist worry. Every one of us have opportunity to worry. There's not a person in here this past week that didn't have an opportunity to worry. And you either seize the moment and worry, or you said, no, 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 no. Now, Jesus said, don't worry. Well, if he said, don't worry, that means I don't have to worry. What I can do is cast all my care on him because he cares for me. So right in the middle of that opportunity to worry, you just say something like this. Father, I just trust you. You're the one who supplies all of my needs according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So I don't have to worry about my needs being supplied because you're my supplier. And so therefore, I thank you, Father God. I cast this care on you because you care for me. And by the time you get through declaring that out of your mouth, you won't be bothered with worry anymore. But you can't just sit around and give a thought and cause tell worry to go and think it's going to leave just from a thought. No, you got to speak the Word of God. I said, you got to speak the Word of God. And when you declare what the Word of God says, you are out of your mouth, it can cause things to happen that you can't do on your own, but you sure wish it get done. God, while you're in here worshiping Him today, while you're listening to the Word today, and you're in agreement with what the Word of God says, and you're in agreement with what I'm telling you according to the Word, based on the Word... And, and your, your faith is being loose. God can be out there doing something for you while you're in here doing something for Him. Amen. Yeah. While you're worshiping Him, while you're praising Him. I'm telling you right now, God can do some things in your life. Do y'all believe that? Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's look, uh, Romans chapter four. I think is where I wanted you to look. This iPad, you know, I, I thank God for technology, but sometimes it's, they crazy. Have y'all ever noticed? They call them smartphones and stuff, and sometimes they're way too smart for me, but this thing is jumping around, everywhere, with your word. I don't even know where I am. But but Romans chapter 4, I want to read something to you. Very familiar place, but man, this encourages my faith. Every time I look at it, it just encourages my faith. And um, we'll just go to verse 19. There's some good stuff above that, but for sake of time, Romans four nineteen. It's talking about Abraham. Y'all remember him? Abraham and Sarah, you know, the Lord appears to him and tells him he's going to have a son, and he's about 100 years old, and she's around 90-ish, and she's never had a kid before, been barren all of her life, and all of a sudden we're going to start a family. You know, that's going to take some faith, isn't it? <laughs> and here's what happened. It says, and not being weak in faith. Well, if he wasn't weak in faith, he must have been what? He must have been strong in faith. And not being weak in faith. Look at this. So here's what will happen when you're strong in faith. He did not consider the situation, let's just say. He didn't consider the problem. He didn't consider the issue. Now, he didn't ignore it. He just didn't consider it to be more powerful than the God that made the promise. Now, every one of us are going to face some issues. And if you don't watch it, those issues will try to control your life. And they may look totally impossible. Well, this was a totally impossible situation in the natural. I mean, if the girl couldn't have a kid when she was 25, what makes you think she's going to have one now she's about 90? And, And You know, it just wasn't in the natural a possible situation. But it says he didn't consider the impossibility. See, I think too much of the time we consider the possibility. We can take a word from a man and take that word at heart and leave God out of the whole part. You, you can have a doctor say to you, and thank God for doctors. I, I thank God for doctors. I thank God for medicine. I thank God for putting them on the earth and giving them the knowledge they need to help our bodies. Amen? So I'm not against that at all. Thank God for them. But, but the doctor don't have the final say-so in my life. And so, but but I'll just use this as an example. They can do blood work on you, do all kind of tests on you, and they can say something to you like this. Listen, we've done all that that can be done, and there's just nothing left to do. Well, I just have to leave there and say, well, thank you for what you've done. But when I get outside, I'm going to declare something like this. They may have done all they can do, but that doesn't mean that's all that can be done. Because you see, i got a God that can do more than what looks like ought to be done because He can hook His super up with natural and cause me to have some supernatural results that my doctor can't do. So thank God for them, but they're men and they're limited in their ability, but we serve a God that has knows nothing about impossibility. I read somewhere that all things were possible with our God. And then I also read it's also possible for those who what? How many of y'all believe? So Abraham was working his faith. He said he did not consider his own body now already dead. He didn't pay any attention to his part, (laughs) nor did he pay any attention to her part, the deadness of Sarah's womb. It said he didn't waver. He didn't waver at the what? See, God had made him a promise. How many of y'all know he's made you a promise? This book we call the Holy Bible is a book full of promises. Amen? And so in this book are God's promises to you. Well, God has made those promises to me, and if I'm walking in strong faith, then I don't have to waver from the promise. Now, if you've been doing a little wavering here lately, I want you to understand that's weakening of faith. I'm not condemning you, but you need to know where you are. And Because, you know, a lot of us know where we'd like to be on a level of faith, but where are we? Where is your faith? Where where is your faith? At the beginning of this, I was going to tell you before that, my iPad was jumping up and down and going crazy. There's a place that I wanted you to see in uh, in, in John, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 8. I told y'all, did I tell y'all to go there and I never went there? But in Luke chapter 8, that's where I got the title, Where's Your Faith? Because Jesus said this. He said, let us cross over to the other side. We're going to the other side. That that was the words that Jesus gave his disciples. It was a declaration, wasn't it? He said, let's go over, let's cross over to the other side. In in John uh, 8, 22, 3, 4, 5, right along in there. And it said, he he went down and and went to sleep, taking a nap. Now, the last thing they heard him say was, let's go over to the other side. How many of y'all know that means they're going they're going to the other side. Now that didn't mean that there wouldn't be obstacles in the way of getting to the other side. But just because obstacles show up doesn't mean you're not still on your way to the other side. And so sure enough, he goes down and and and, and takes a nap and a storm comes. I mean a big storm. And the Bible says there in that story that it's a, the boat is about to fill with water. And so they go down to Jesus and wake him up, and w- one of the Gospels says, they woke him up and said, don't you care that we're perishing? Now, I know none of you have probably ever went to the Lord like that. Lord, don't you see that I'm broke? <laughs> don't you see that my body is, is, is messing up here? Don't, don't As if God forgot, or God didn't know. Don't you see that we're perishing? And they woke him up, and you know the story, he comes out, he speaks to the wind, he speaks to the sea, there's a calm that comes upon it, and, and then he looked at them. Oh, I wouldn't want that look. But he looked at them, and what did he say? Where is, your faith? where is your faith? And that's what I want to ask you today, where is your faith? Not where you wish it was, where really is it today? Where is your faith? And then the next part of that story, it says, and they were afraid. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. Fear overcame their faith. Now, they could have said, we faith people. We believe what Jesus said. But when an opportunity came that hindered the promise of the word, we're going to the other side, isn't it amazing how fear came in? And that fear overrode their faith. And you and I are no different than that. We can have an opportunity to be afraid. And if you don't watch it, you will be fearful. And you can be fearful probably easier than you can be faithful. Unless you recognize the fear that's trying to come on you to steal the promise that God's given you. And so when Jesus said, where's your faith? Well, he saw where it was. They didn't have any because they were afraid. They were afraid. And then, after all that they had seen Jesus do, here in that story, then they said something like this. Who is this guy that even the wind and and the sea have to obey him? You know, they had seen so many miracles, but then when he does another one, they're like, at all. But he said again, Where's your faith? Where is your faith? Why did he say that to them? Why do you think Jesus said, where's your faith? You think he wanted them to get involved in their miracle? You remember the last words he said to them? Let's cross over to the other side. Let's go to the other side. You know what they could have done, and I think he expected them to do? I think that's why he went just went to sleep, and he said, I'm not going to worry about a thing. We're going to the other side. I'm going to take a nap. If anything arises, I'll just expect them to take care of it. Did you know when Jesus got to the Father's right hand, He sat down? He's sitting down right now. And He don't have to get back up until the Father says, it's time to go get my people. (laughs) He's sitting down right now. ain't no need you praying and asking Jesus to do nothing for you because He's not going to do anything else for you. Don't shout me down. He's not going to do anything for you. There's no need you saying, Oh, Lord, Lord, Jesus healed my body, Lord. No, He's already sent by His stripes. You were healed. He's already healed us. There's no need in crying out, Lord, you see how broke I am. You see these bills coming in. I need you to do something. He already did something. He gave us His Word. He said He'd supply all of our... So He's the supplier of our needs. So you see, we can let the things external affect the things internal. And and that's what they did. They let the thing on the outside affect what was going on on the inside. And what they should have done was have that thing on the inside affect what was going on on the outside. And, And can I tell you something? When you get full of the Word of God, you will affect what's going on on the outside with what's going on with you on the inside. Now don't wait till somebody else... Uh, gets in agreement with you. Now, agreement's good, but you may not confine any at the time you need it. So you just agree with the Word, and the Word agrees with you, and that's, that's good enough. I just agree with what the Word of God says. God agrees with what the Word says, so that's enough agreement to get something done. So when you get faith really working on the inside of you, it has the ability to change what's going on on the outside of you but something is going to change when a situation arises. It's either going to change you on the inside, or your, what's on the inside can change what's going on on the outside. That's why you've got to declare a thing. I believe, personally, I believe that Jesus expected them to have faith in what He already said. Do y'all think that maybe Jesus would expect you and I to have faith in what He Already said. So if we read it in the the book, and that's what he said concerning us with a particular situation, do you think that's where we ought to put our faith? Now we can say, well, we're just having faith. You know, we're just walking by faith. We're just trusting God. Well, that's good. That's what you ought to do. But there ought to be some evidence of it coming out your mouth. Because if faith is going to produce substance in your life, then you gotta be a doer of this word, again, not just hearing this word, cause all, if, if all we do is hear it, then we can have dead faith. Dead faith won't produce anything, but faith alive will talk. I said, faith alive will talk. I said, you, when your faith comes alive, it'll move your body. It'll cause your hands to go up. And I'm gonna just, and it'll cause your mouth to open. And it'll cause you to go to praising God. It looks like what may look like a most unopportune time. I believe I'm just going to praise the Lord. Well, don't you know you're going through some stuff? Sure, I know I'm going through, but I'm not going to get stuck in. I'm going through. Somebody shout, I'm going through. See, some of y'all been in some situations, you're not going through, you stuck in. And you need to make up your mind, today's my day to go through. I'm going on through today, I'm going to hook up with the Holy Ghost today and let Him jerk me out of this rut. That I've been in and I'm coming out of this thing. I'm going to the other side because I got the word on it. I got God's word on it and He said so. So, what Jesus expected when He said, Where is your faith? He was disappointed because He gave them a promise and they let the outside affect the inside instead of the inside affecting the outside. Yeah. And I want you to know that the same thing can happen to us if we don't pay attention to what's going on. Amen. So we can't allow what's going on on the outside to affect what's going on on the inside. Because what's going on the inside of you, if it's your faith working, can totally change what's going on on the outside. Have you all seen that happen before? Do you think if you ever did it once, he might can, he might can do it again? You, you remember the story about Mary, the mother of Jesus. You know, whenever, whenever the angel of the Lord appeared to her, and called her highly favored, and and, 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 and all the things that he said to her, he said, Mary, you're going to have a child. Now, it would have been enough just to say you're going to have a child, and we know Mary was a virgin, and she she asked the angel of the Lord, she said, how in the world can this be? Well, I don't know that it was just a question of doubt, but it was a question of questioning how. (laughs) How in the world can this be? And, And he explained to her how the holy spirit's going to overshadow you and all this is going to happen to you and the one that's going to be born to you now now we went from having a baby as a virgin to having the son of god you do you think she understood after angel said well the most high of the highest one's going to overshadow you this holy one is going to be conceived in your she didn't understand all that just like you and i wouldn't understand all that But even in her not understanding how, she just believed if God said He was going to do it, He was able to bring it to pass. Can I tell you something? If you're hearing or you're reading in the Word where God said He's going to do it, you ought to believe He's going to be able to bring it to pass. Out of your mouth might ought to be kind of like what came out of Mary's mouth. Even though I don't think she understood exactly how this was going to happen, she just believed God could do something about the situation and make it happen. So she said this, let it be to me, come on, help me, what she say? According to your, not according to science, not according to medical science, not according to the normal way of conceiving a child, just let it be to me because your word said it. Let it be to me because your word said it. Let, let it be in this church today and everybody listening because your word said it. Not because of this, not because of that, because your word said it. Hallelujah. Somebody declare this. Let it be to me according to the Word. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know what you need it to be for you, but you do. So get you some word on the subject. I mean, there's no reason that you can't have some... Well, I just don't know much about the Bible. Well, you know, it's so easy to find scriptures nowadays. And if you don't know how to do a computer, get, get a hold some young person. <laughs> And tell them, hey, I want you to print me out some scriptures on healing, on finances. I want you to print me out some scriptures concerning relationships and things like that. Because I need something that I can use and declare out of my mouth. So I can declare a thing and let it be established. And and I need some word of God. I got to do more than just, Lord, I'm just trusting you. Father, I'm just trusting you. Well, yeah, you're trusting the Lord, but you can't lean into your own understanding." You've you got to acknowledge Him, which is His Word, and His Word will direct your path. So you've got to open up your mouth. And declare, And I know y'all can open up your mouth. And you probably do declare some things, but we've got to make sure what we declare is what we want. Amen? Mary said, let it be to me according to your Word. And that's how faith works. It's just let it be to me because your Word says so. I, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet at the end of the month. I just know this. The, my Bible says my God will supply He's going to supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory. Now I know this; it'll happen. I don't have to know how. I just believe that God is not a man that He should lie. And it's not only going to come together then this month. We're going to, we're going to begin to believe God for a little leftover. I mean, know that it's okay with the Lord if He got a little bit leftover. Ooh, I like that testimony Pat was giving a while ago. I didn't hear where she invested, but five dollars and get ten thousand return. Son, I don't know how many times back that is, but that's a bunch. That's some good seed planted in some good soil, glory to God. I'd like to invest a few fives into that. How about y'all? Glory to God. God's a God of increase. But I, here's an interesting thing about the story with Mary also. Not only did she say, let it be to me according to the word, but it says she immediately went and found cousin Lisbeth. And she went telling Cousin Elizabeth what happened. She said, man, angel of the Lord. And, you know, the baby, she was already pregnant herself, had John inside her. And that baby began to leap in her womb. Man, things went to happening. And and, and, and Elizabeth went to prophesying over Well, Boy, it was an anointing of God in that place, wasn't it? But here's the thing that just fascinates me about Mary. Now, obviously, I ain't never been pregnant. But by, I know a little bit about women being pregnant. Cause I got a wife that's been pregnant a few times and then I, I've been pastoring and, you know, pastoring women that come and want prayer. So we know what's going on when a woman's pregnant, but nothing was going on at the moment because it says she immediately went to Cousin Elizabeth. So Mary was not having morning sickness yet. She, it wasn't, it, it wasn't enough time. She probably looked down her bed and it look, looked like it just like it always did. It didn't look like nothing was in it. I'm pretty sure she didn't feel life moving on the inside of her. But what did she do? As soon as she said, let it be to me according to the word, she was impregnated by the word. Y'all believe that? And the first thing that she did after she started believing God, she said, let me go tell somebody else. She found somebody that she could go tell. Look what the Lord has done for me. She had no feelings at all. You could look at nothing about her and tell anything had happened as far as getting her pregnant. She was totally basing it on what God said, that if He said it, He could do it. If He spoke it, He was bringing it to pass. And I'm telling you, she believed from that moment on, she was impregnated by God. Her womb had conceived child, and she never had even had sex with a man. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? I mean, imagine her going to live and saying, girl, I want you to know something. This is a powerful story I'm about to tell you, but I've been, I'm pregnant with the Son of God. Ooh, Lord. It wouldn't hurt us to get pregnant with the Word of God. Amen. Impregnated by the Word of God. And that thing in you is going to give birth to substance. Amen. Amen. But you put your faith in that thing. Glory to God. Glory to God. What time is it? I can't see that. Is that clock say 10 to 12? Something like that? Pretty close? Y'all usually get out by one, don't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all think it might do us good to practice some of this same principle? Well, does the word of God say you're healed? Does it say you're favored? What about blessed and supplied? Well, do we have to wait and see it? No, it says now faith is. Can I ask you, when are you healed? Hmm? When are you blessed? When are you favored? When are you supplied? Right now. Declare it with me right now. I'm healed. I'm favored. I'm blessed. I'm supplied. Right now. Now, 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 now. My face working right? Now, glory to God. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm favored. I'm prosperous. I'm that way right now i tell you what, just step out a little bit and say, I declare right now, all my debts are paid. Right now, in Jesus' name, I call debt reduction in my life, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, it's okay you clapped about it, but you've got to declare it. And the next time you get that bill, instead of just throwing it down, saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to pay that. You look at that thing and said, it won't be long till I won't be getting you anymore because I won't be owing you anymore. I call you paid off in the name of Jesus. The supplier of all my needs also said, oh man, no man, nothing but to love him. So I'm not going to owe you anything in Jesus' name. You declare it out of your mouth. You believe it and you say it. Amen. You get a bad report from the doctor, thank thank them for what they've done, walk out of that place. I used to have to go to the doctor. I've had some situations, neurological stuff, and so I've had to go to neurologists and things, and boy, they would speak stuff over me and say, now, this is what you can expect. And and I've been dealing with some of these situations for, oh, I don't even know, 18, 20 years. They told me when I first was diagnosed with a disease called myasthenia gravis. And he said, now, here's what you can expect. You'll get where you can't speak. Well, I was already preaching. You can't hold a job down preaching without speaking, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I need to speak. He said, you'll get where you uh, choke very easily. And so you'll always have to have water with you. You can't ever try to eat anything like that. Your legs will weaken. Uh, and, and it won't take that long till you won't be able to walk and you can expect to be in a, live the rest of your life in a wheelchair. And just on and on. And, and, and I know they were just telling me according to facts that they had. But but I went in the bathroom and I'm looking, I'm thinking, they had a sink in there, but I thought, I wish they had a shower. I feel so dirty. <laughs> that man talked all that stuff on me. Actually, it was a woman. And I said, I feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> All that stuff. And I, so right there in the bathroom, I started declaring a thing. Now my body, my mind, my mind was thinking, oh my gosh, if I can't speak, I can't preach. If I can't preach, I, that's what I do. How, how, what am I going to do? That's what God's called me to do. Well, I knew how to do things. I mean, I know how to work. I can weld. I can build. I can do a lot of stuff. How am I going to do it in a wheelchair? And my mind was going nuts. So I was in there in the bathroom. I didn't know if anybody was else in there. Didn't care if anybody else was in there. I was being attacked in my mind. Come on, you'll get attacked in your mind. And so I did what I've been telling you to do. I said, I got to say something. I can't just say, well, I'm just going to walk it out by faith. No, I went to declaring some stuff. I'm going to live and not die. And with long life, I'm going to be satisfied and shown the salvation of God. Body, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. You're going to keep talking. Matthew, hear me? You're going to keep talking until you no longer have anything to say, and that means forever. <laughs> because as long as I getting in word, I'm going to have something to say. And I had to speak to my legs. I had to speak to my eyes. I had to, oh, and he said I was going to go blind on top of all that. So I had to speak all that stuff and get that stuff off of me. Now, now it wasn't that they wasn't giving me factual information. It's just that I knew something about the truth. And the truth is highest form of reality. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Every one of those symptoms that he told me, I had to deal with. I had to deal with them. And uh, because I, I've had some issues in all those things that he said, I still up until about 8 minutes till 12, I still have had some issues. See, I'm not predicting this for tomorrow. Amen. And I didn't just say up till now, but up to this moment, I will say. I've had some issues. Because see, I believe in God for better all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I ride up. During the summer, I get back to riding I I just started back about a month ago riding my bicycle. And a few years ago, I was riding that bicycle. I was just pedaling along. I already had been six, seven miles, and I was pedaling that bicycle, and I thought about what that doctor said. He said, you know, you'll be in a wheelchair. This was 15 years ago, 20, whatever it was. He said, you know, you can expect to be in... I didn't ever expect any of those things. I said, I didn't expect those things. He said, you'll be in a wheelchair. You might as well go ahead and expect that. And so I thought, I got a wheel, but ain't on each side. I got one in front, one in the back. And my legs are peddling that baby. And I just started praising God. i just be praising God. I'd be preaching sometime. And I think, man, I don't know if I'm preaching that good or not, but I'm preaching. My mouth's opening, words coming out, glory to God, I didn't expect. <laughs> Come on now. Sometime you got, but you've got to work your faith. You can't just sit there and, on your blessed assurance and do nothing. You've got to work your faith. Amen. Jesus said, whosoever shall say to, not talk about, don't tell me you can't talk, you talk about your problem. Maybe you need to start talking to it like Jesus said to. I say to this pocketbook, increase. Listen, I used to open my wallet and I'd talk to it. I'd speak to it and it would echo. It'd go, I, 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 I. You know anything empty? <laughs> it would be empty. And I said, I, I speak money because I had a right to. I was a giver. I'm a giver, and therefore it's given to me. Good measure, pressed down, shamed together, running over. Men are given to my bosom. Men are given to my bosom. I'm a money magnet, glory to God. Wherever I go, money follows me. Oh, you ought to have more happy about that. Some of y'all think, man, I wish it's that way with me. How? You don't even know if it's that way with me, but I can make a declaration of my faith, can't I? <laughs> glory to God. I go into business sometime, and, and if I just stand around in a business very long, folks start coming. That's right, amen. We got we got a couple people got businesses at our church, and and I said that several times. They said, "Yeah, come on, see ya. And I go to their business. I'm not telling you no story. I go to their business. I said, all I got to do is stand around just pray a little in the Holy Ghost. So I just walk around and say, okay, I'm out shaking the And they ain't long, man, And little ding start dinging when the doors open, you know. People start coming in. That's favor. Somebody shout, I'm highly favored. I'm redeemed from the curse. I am blessed of God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above. Never beneath. Glory to God. That ought to be coming out of your mouth. Amen. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed. Be removed. You got some stuff you need removed? Tell it to be removed in Jesus' name. You have authority. The other day, I, I closed. But the other day, uh, we y'all had some bad weather too. We all had, everybody had a little weather, didn't we? And, uh, I got outside, and when it starts getting really bad weather, I get on my radar, yeah, I'm looking at it, and if it looks like it's anywhere around my area, I get outside. I don't do it from inside in, in the closet. I get outside, and I look up at it, and I speak to it. And I come outside the other day because the, the thing went off telling me there was some bad weather, and I go outside and I look over my barn. Some of y'all might have saw it on Facebook. It was a big old funnel cloud, and, 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 and you can see the top of my barn. And I don't know if it, if it was twisting or it was just making whatever it was doing, but I mean, it's ugly. I got, I was going to show it to you, but I don't have my phone. It's ugly looking old cloud. And I started cursing that thing in the name of Jesus. I command you. Listen, I take authority over you cause I can. I have authority through the name of Jesus, the one who spoke to the wind and the, to the sea and said, be still. I come into the heavenlies of where you are and I command you in Jesus. I mean, I was getting after it. I command you in Jesus' name to go back up into the heavens. And by the time I got through, I had my eyes closed. Boy, I was seared. I opened my eyes and it wasn't nowhere around. It was just gone. We first moved in the house that we're in now in October some kind of storm hit that day we had boxes sitting all out underneath the carport and this wind all of a sudden it got perfectly still it was like that still before the storm and you could feel the pressure and all of a sudden this wind started hitting our house and i'm standing i'm standing at the edge of the carport it was blowing so hard it was blowing me backward and i'm sitting there shouting in the name of Jesus while i'm going by my wife was standing at the Door with it closed. She wasn't helping me. She just had the door closed. She saw me go by backwards. And boxes went to flying. We had boxes filled with stuff. Boxes was hitting me all upside the chest. And I was, And my bicycle went flipping by me. And I'm saying, in the name of Jesus. I just kept on. I thought, well, if this sucker going to take me up, it's going to take me up screaming Jesus. Amen. And you know, all of a sudden, it was just, whoosh. as soon as it came, it just left. There's authority. In the name of Jesus. Now listen, these storms that's been erupting around have caused fear to come in you if you let it. But you've got power in the name of Jesus. Don't be ashamed to stand out there and point your finger and say, you, you said, what will the neighbor say? i tell you what mine did. They put on Facebook, we're so thankful you moved in our neighborhood. <laughs> I thought, man, we never thought about getting us there and talking to it. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 10, if you faint in the day of adversity, it's because your strength is small. Your faith is small. Adam was strengthened, Abraham, I mean, was strengthened in faith, wasn't he? I didn't read the rest of that, but he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. You want to get your faith strengthened? Start giving glory to God. Right when you're going through the biggest mess in your life, start giving glory to God. Well, I don't see anything that ought to be... No, you need to start giving glory to God where you can see a thing. You know, God told them to shout about the walls of Jericho when the walls were still up. He didn't say, now as soon as those walls fall, I want y'all to all go shouting and praising the Lord. Nobody's any trouble with that. See, that's why some of y'all still got your walls up. You're not shouting, you wait waiting until they fall, and then you're going to shout. And God says, you start shouting, and I'll show you they'll fall. Hallelujah. Walls of fear, walls of worry, walls of the past, walls of finance. Walls of discouragement, walls of depression, walls of sickness, walls of sadness, walls of broken hearts. You need to shout those things down. There's something about a shout that'll cause things to happen. You know, they used to, they still have shout, that detergent. You know, I get a bad spot and you wash it and don't work. See, so I'm going to have to shout this out. <laughs> Put some shout on there and rub it in. I'm telling you right now, sometimes some stuff won't go unless you shout it out. And you can't be nice to the devil, and expect him to flee from you. You can't assist him, expecting him to flee from you. You got to resist him. I backed a lawnmower, had my zero turn mower, had it down at one barn. I was putting in another barn day before yesterday, I think. And uh, anyway, I, I, I backed it out one barn, going to take it up here to another. And I got up to the other barn, backed it up in there. And as I was sitting on that dude, and I backed it up, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move. And I looked down, and it just kept coming out, you know. And and it was about that big around, <laughs> and about four foot long. It was probably about, he wasn't fully grown, but he was fully grown enough. <laughs> he still looked like snake to me. But anyway, he come out. That sucker rode with me from one barn up there to that other. I saw. All I can figure it was on that lawnmower underneath there with me. And he started coming out, and boy, you know, you get goosebumps all up yourself. I was like, Lord Jesus. Anyway. He came out, and I got a big old stick over there, kept prodding on him, finally got him over to the door, and I kind of threw him out because I saw it was a big old chicken snake. Well, you know, I don't, I don't care for snakes, but chicken snakes, I don't mind having them around. But anyway, I, I throwed that thing out the door, and, and instead of going out in the grass, he turned right back toward the door. I said, no, man, you both, I didn't build this for you. No. And and I got a whole with of that stick, and I threw him out there about five or six foot, and he, he, he kind of come to himself and looked at me, and here he come again. I'm thinking, you fool, you're not coming back in a building. And a third time I threw him back out, and here he I thought, you come back this time, I'm going to kill you dead as D-E-A-D can be. And sure enough, that snake come right back. At, he was like, I, I'm taking over. This is my barn. I like it here. You built it for me. no. No, I did not build it for him. I built it for me. And I said, me and you both ain't going to stay in this barn. (laughs) And so that third time, I had to do like David did to Goliath. I had to take a head off his shoulder because I wasn't going to let him come back in my barn. I'm closing with this. Listen, some of y'all, the enemy just keeps coming and keeps coming. He keeps coming and he just keeps coming. And he's going to keep coming as long as you assist him. But you're going to have to get tired enough of His coming that you resist Him. Come on now. It's going to come a time that you're going to have to get tired of being tired. You're going to have to be t- sick and tired of being sick and tired. You get to a point, I'm tired of being broke and not having enough when my God says I can have more and an, I'm tired of it and I'm going to do what it takes now to change that thing. I'm tired of my body acting crazy, acting like it ain't healed, like it's not redeemed from the curse of the law that by His stripes I'm healed. And you're going to have to rise up and start saying, you're not coming back anymore. And I'm going to tell y'all when to start doing it. If I were y'all, I'd start doing it right now. Because see, now faith is. Praise God. I love Psalms 91 too, and I know Pastor likes to preach, preach a lot, talk a lot about Psalms 91. But he says there in Psalms 91 too, he says, and I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. And in Him I'm going to trust. But He says, I will say. I will say. My refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I trust. But but you can't just say or not say, well, it's in the book. No, it, you got to say what's in the book. I will say, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I'm going to trust. Would you all mind saying that with me? Would you mind standing up and saying that with me? Stacy? if you're going to play, there you are. Say it with me right now. I will say of the Lord. Lord. He is my refuge. He is my my fortress. He is my my God. God. I'm going to trust Him. him. Fear, Fear. I speak to you in in the name of Jesus. Right now. Go from, me. go from me. Go from me now. From me. In Jesus' name. Sickness. Sickness. I, speak I speak to you. Every pain, Every pain in, my body. in my body. You go from me. Go from me. Now. 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 Right now. Right now. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Like I talk to you. I talk and to I, you. Declare to you. I declare to you. You have no place in my life. I speak blessings over me. Blessings. I speak prosperity over me. Prosperity. I speak debt reduction over my life. Debt over my life. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name, you go. You go, you go, you go. You go. You go. You go. You go. In Jesus' name, you gotta, You got to do like I did that snake. I didn't finally just say, okay, come on in. Heck, we'll just, we'll both just live in here. <laughs> no, because I could just imagine me walking in that one day, opening that door and stepping over and look down. I know that snake can't bite you. Chicken snake can't hurt you. They just can make you hurt yourself. <laughs> you know? So I thought, no, nah, we can't cohabitate here. We, we ain't this, thing. So one of us had to get their head off, and I figured it'd rather be him than me. You got authority. You got power. Where's your faith? Hallelujah. Where's your faith today? I don't know where it was, but I hope this word helped to bring it up another level. But don't, 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 don't walk out of here. Don't walk out of here not being a doer of what you've heard today. Amen. I want you to start speaking to your mountain, speaking to your body, speaking to your wallet, speaking to whatever you need to talk to. Jesus said, "Listen, everything." Your pastor said this years ago and I've said it many times like I really got it from the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, he got it from somebody. I don't know. But he said this and he may still say it. I don't know. Everything has ears when it comes to the name of Jesus. Amen. Everything has ears when it comes to the Word of God. It, don't matter what it, is. it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a tornado coming out of the sky. It's got ears when you speak the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if it's your empty wallet. It's got ears when it comes to, to the... Your body listens when you speak the name of Jesus and the Word of God over it. Amen? But you got to be a, a doer, not just a hearer declaring the Word. Amen? Father, I declare right now, Your Word never ever returns void, empty, or without effect but it does that which is intended to do now today I thank you some supernatural things have happened because we declared out of our mouth your word I thank you Lord as we leave this place today we're going to find that things happened out there while we worshipped you in here while we just glorified you and praise you right in the middle of our storm we just worshipped you anyhow we had an opportunity to get down but your word has brought us up When it looked like we were down for the last time, we came back up. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for watching over your word and performing it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Glory to God.